1: 10.33, the FA chairman Greg Dykes written to UEFA to say the FA has serious concerns over security ahead of England's next match against Wales at Euro 2016. England fans without tickets have been urged to gather at fan parks in Lille. Lille is also where Russia's next game is on Wednesday afternoon. Authorities have said 150 hardcore Russian fighters were at the heart of the weekend's violence in Marseille. Six England fans were jailed today for their part in disturbances over the weekend, while seven other English fans are still in hospital. Paul Brown is an England supporter, heading to the Wales game on Thursday. I asked him if he was nervous about that.
4: I'm a little bit uh, nervy, to be honest. I think I will uh, stay well well clear from uh, uh, Lille on uh, Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, because England play Russia Wednesday afternoon, don't they? And England-Wales is Thursday afternoon.
4: So, um, yeah, I'm quite worried about this, to be fair. I I just can't believe that the UEFA, after Saturday, are just making no announcements about it, or done nothing at all. Um, I just can't believe, also, on Saturday, there was no plastics, everything was glass, everything was bottles. You've got Marseille, you've you've got Russia, you've got England. It's just an absolute schoolboy mistake not having any uh, plastic, uh, plastics or only plastic uh, town.
1: And in terms of this week, uh, my understanding is that a lot of England fans are being directed to Lille because there's not enough accommodation in Lens, and yet Lille is yeah. where Russia will be.
4: Yeah, exactly. It's not just that. We've, um, we've been advised to go there because Lens is so, Lons is so small, um, best to go to Lille. Uh, they'll be serving drinks, and if you haven't got a ticket, that's the best place to go. They've got a fan zone. So um, it, it's just a, a cocktail asking to go wrong.
1: You're not there, though, are you? I think you've managed to bag some accommodation in Lons, haven't you?
4: Yeah, that's correct. I've, I'm lucky I've got an Airbnb in Lons, but I, I do have to pick a car up in, in uh, Lille, so I'll, I'll be picking that car up and uh, driving very fast.
1: And will you be going out in Lille at all, or will you stay in Lons?
4: Um, I think I'll, I think I will be safe and just stay in uh, Lons.
1: Do you anticipate, Paul, after what you witnessed and what you saw in Marseille on Saturday and on Friday night, that security will be a lot tighter in Lille on Wednesday?
4: I hope so. Um, for everyone's sake, um, uh, just not security. I think just strategy and segmentation um, was very poor on on uh, Saturday. Um, How the hell can you just let a load of Russian fans come so close to English fans without interfering? I I don't know. Um, Same with the the local uh, Marseille guys. They were just walking around like they owned the place. There was no control whatsoever.
1: So that was uh, Paul Brown who is intending to go back for that Wales game Thursday afternoon, which you'll hear with us on Five Live, of course. Uh, Billy Grant joins us now. and uh, Billy, you're also heading to that game. Will you be in Lons or Lille?
3: Um, Well, I'm going to be between all the three, eventually. I'll say three. I'm going to be in Lille and I'm going to be in Lons. Uh, I'm actually not staying in Lons because, you know, accommodation is very, very tight in Lons. I've got a hotel, which is apparently by the side of the motorway, somewhere, which is fairly near to Lille, but there's nothing to do there. So we're actually coming into, sorry, we near to Lons, so We're actually coming into Lille. All my mates are staying in Lille. All the action, when I say action, as into you know the bars and activity and all that stuff, is in Lille. So the plan was that I was leaving on Wednesday. I'll get to Lille on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I'll meet up with my mates. Um, we'll hang out till whatever time, you know, into the evening, into the night, and then I'll get a taxi back to my hotel at two or three o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'll go to sleep and as I get in the morning and go to the game. We'll either go up to Lill in for a few hours and we'll go down or we might go straight to the game. That was the plan. Obviously, um, we're actually thinking about that now. I mean, the, the points that I want to say about this, you know, um, we've been very much on this. Um, I'll run the blog, it's Sotted and we were well on the case of this early. We spoke to you guys on Radio 5 Live, I think it was last weekend, and I did say to you very, very upfront at the story that was out there at the moment that the England fans were kicking off was not 100% true. The initiation of it was that French fans attacked the England fans in the first case, and this was happening at uh, numerous occasions throughout the, the weekend. No one believed us. And when I said it, even the presenter that I spoke to sort of kind of ridiculed me. But now it's interesting, we put a video out which showed French fans attacking. English fans. It's gone viral. It's gone absolutely mental. Everyone's picked up on it now. And now the media story has changed now where they've realised that England fans aren't necessarily the instigators. There are 30,000 plus England fans there. Yes, there may have been two, three, four, five hundred guys that may have been doing whatever they may have been at the time. when they were, But most of the people out there weren't instigators. They just want to go out there and have a holiday. And I just, I, I find it actually, I'm, I'm quite glad the media has changed their story as to to what has really happened out there? A lot of people, like we say, myself and my mates, we're not interested in that kind of stuff. We go to football and we want to go and enjoy ourselves. Billy, and, can
1: I ask you how you, yeah. how you and your mates feel now then about this prospective night out that you've told us about in Lille on Wednesday night? Given that Russia are playing there Wednesday afternoon, are you frightened? Well, I'm
3: gonna, yeah, I'm gonna be. I'll, I'll be on, again. I'm gonna be honest with you. Now the scenario is that yes, it is worrying because uh, it's my 12th tournament, and as, as a lot of fans have said. This is a bit of a, worry, it's a worrying situation because we've seen something that we've never seen before. Me and my mates were drinking in the square and all of a sudden 500 balaclava-clad Russians came from nowhere, came down into the square and they just attacked everybody. Now, this is like something out of The Warriors or some sort of old movie that you see, you know, on the, in the pictures. Like, you know... And, 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 and this doesn't really, you know, this doesn't really happen in football. But for the Russians, it's almost like they've got no rules, no boundaries. They'll just do whatever they want to. Now, it's undoubtable that they will go to Lille and they'll go to Lons because they see this as a massive kind of trophy for themselves to do what they've done to the England fans. And, you know, I, I just saw the sort of kind of like the, 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 the hunger that they had to just kind of cause havoc and and, and just kind of just beat people up. It didn't matter if you're women or children, you didn't really care and it's a different, it's a different scenario altogether. And also the other thing that I would say, because I know that um, Greg Tite has come out and he said that he's very worried about the security situation. We put out a video again, um, besotted.co.uk and besotted 1992 on YouTube, but we've got a video where we actually interviewed French ultras three months ago. And we said to them, England are coming, The Euros, what do you think? And they said, we're very worried because our police are incompetent, right? What they do is that they don't deal with away fans. They just ban them. So us as Marseille fans can't go to PSG. PSG can't come to us. They just ban us. That's the easiest way of dealing with it. They throw tear gas in. They're unable to deal with large crowds. And we believe there's going to be real big problems at this Euros. He told us that three months ago. It's on the internet. He's done loads of units. You go and search it. He's been proven to be true. The police cannot handle the situation. They're indiscriminately tear-gassing people. It doesn't matter where they are. They're not arresting people. The Russians have come down. They're kicking everybody around the place. Have they been arrested? No, they haven't. Yeah, they've got 3 million people around one pub with 300 English people, and everyone knows what's going on about them. No-one's actually worried about the other 29,000 people who... You've got French gangs from who from from Nice, from PSG, from, from, from... Uh, all these other places, all these hooligans have been coming down, picking out English fans and picking on them. No-one knows it, but it's all started to filter through now. Who's dealing with this? If the English security were dealing with the situation, it would have been fine. But the French police, and I heard this from an English policeman at the weekend, they refused to take any um, um, advice from the English. We don't need you. We'll deal with this ourselves. The Germans didn't. They were fine. So the German World Cup was great. The English police said, the Germans, you know, they came to us, what do we do, how do we control this? And they gave them advice, the police, English police came in. But the French didn't. We'll just deal with it ourselves. Um, So we we have a serious situation here where we've got French police who want to deal with a situation, who can't deal with it. You've got mad Russians who don't care. And they've got the next World Cup. I mean, I think that we should actually just... Fans should boycott the World Cup. Companies, sponsors should boycott the World Cup because it's not going to be safe. You've got the Russian MP telling us they were defending their honour. And that's the front
1: of the Daily Mirror tomorrow morning, uh, Billy. Ultra evil, 150 hardcore Russian thugs at large planning to target England versus Wales match. There's a picture of a number of them in the black T-shirts that you saw on Saturday afternoon. And uh, they've also mentioned the Russian MP Igor Lebedev, who has tweeted, well done, lads, keep it up. Uh, Chris Phillips joins us next on Five Live. Chris is former head of the National Counterterrorism Security Office and advised the government on... Dealing with crowds. Thanks for your time tonight, Chris. I know you've seen this letter from Greg Dyke to UEFA. What do you make of it?
5: Well, it, it does go to show the, uh, the the worries inside the FA uh, about the possibility of violence uh, over the coming few days. And uh, I have to say, I agree wholeheartedly with the former, uh, the previous caller. I think, I think the police. Um, in France have, have got a very difficult job to do, actually, because they're, they're operating at a time when uh, it's the, the whole country is uh, under the threat of terrorism uh, and there are special powers to deal with that. And also this tournament, which they really probably didn't want at this time. But they've, they've not learned from, uh, from many years of experience, certainly that we in the UK have had, uh, around dealing with uh, disorder and dealing with uh, crowds of people. Why they do you do think see-
1: they've refused help from this country?
5: Well, I, I mean, perhaps it's a little bit of pride. I think, um, I, I think, I know we we've got uh, British police officers out there, uh, and I've spoken to a couple of them, and they are pretty upset at, at the way things are being handled. Uh, but uh, what I would say is that. Uh, you, you you know the best way of dealing with crowds is to get in amongst them and and make them your friends so that you can pick up troubles early, not actually deal with them as a as a as a, a disorder situation uh, as as early as they do. And um, this has been uh, it's very difficult. I'd I'd be very worried if I was a British fan, an English fan, Welsh fan over the next few days uh, because of this issue with the Russians.
1: What do you make of the Russian? Uh... Well, hooligans is the word I'm going to use, Chris, that we saw in the, in the footage on Saturday wearing mixed martial arts gloves and, and and mouth guards and and also what did you make of how well organized they were
5: well this is this is obviously a group of people that have gone over there specifically for that. I don't think they had any interest in the football match at all, and uh, it's clearly something that they've they've planned very well and they're operating uh, to their plan the interesting point will be now is how the french police handle uh, that group of people because they they've not disappeared they've not pro- almost certainly not gone back to russia they are in the area somewhere so they should be able to identify them and and try to deal with them that this this they should never have been allowed to travel i mean what we what we do in the uk uh, very well actually is is identify those people that are real risks to uh, to causing violence at football matches and then ban them from travelling take their passports off them so they don't go and they don't cause the problems and of course what you end up with then is the innocent uh, british uh, english welsh um, and uh, irish uh, supporters going over there who, who aren't troublemakers but are suffering because of um, generations beforehand the reputation that we've got
1: chris don't go anywhere back with you in a minute but the bbc sports editor dan rowan joins us it's dan's story this about the letter that greg dyke has written to uefa just tell people dan what's in this letter
6: Well, this is a letter that uh, the FA chairman has written to UEFA this evening, and he starts off by effectively making the FA's case. You'll remember that earlier on today, both manager Roy Hodgson and captain Wayne Rooney appealed to England's fans to behave themselves. Uh, That's because of the threat that hangs over England, of course, uh, of of being booted out of Euro 2016, should there be a repeat of the violence that we witnessed in Marseille over the weekend. He says, though, that the segregation and the stewarding inside the Stade Velodrome uh, was insufficient and unacceptable. He says that the implication, as he puts it, that England fans were partly responsible for that disorder at the end of the match is wrong, although he does go on to admit that a small minority of of English supporters were partly responsible for what he calls uh, abhorrent scenes on the streets of Marseille. But then, interestingly, he goes on to talk about uh, the next few days in Lille, and as you've been hearing, there is mounting concern now over what may occur... Uh, in Lille uh, between now and Thursday, when England play Wales in Lons a few miles down the road. Tens of thousands of British supporters, as many as 100,000, we believe, will be coming into uh, that part of France. Many of them will have to stay in Lille, because there's simply insufficient accommodation in the small town of Lons. And Lille, of course, is precisely where Russia, would you believe, play the previous day on Wednesday against Slovakia. Why have UEFA not looked at that? They've had months, of course, to, to work it out. That, that's a good question, one for them to answer. But clearly there are growing concerns. And Dyke in this letter says that the FA have, quote, serious concerns now about the security arrangements in Lille over the next few days. And when you hear the French... Uh, authorities, the, the, the prosecutor in Marseille earlier on admitting that the uh, French police failed to make any arrests of a group of hardcore Russian thugs, uh, numbering around 150, who he said was largely responsible for the violence in Marseille over the weekend. You can see why there are concerns. And you know, we are hearing reports out of Russia that uh, hundreds of Russian hooligans are now uh, hoping to, uh, to have a repeat of what happened in Marseille, in Lille, in the coming days. What does this mean then, Dan? For, for I mean, are they
1: willing to at this stage look at a potential change to that schedule, or is the Russia game on Wednesday and the England Wales game Thursday fixed in stone?
6: It's fixed in stone now. That's the problem. I mean, I, UEFA have always believed that the draw should be sacrosanct; that it should be an open, random draw. Uh, there are sometimes allowances made for political factors. For example, Russia playing Ukraine. I believe that uh, was, was avoided. Um, but when it comes to where matches are played, there is an open draw. The, the stadia and the, the host cities are decided well in advance, and then, of course, the balls are drawn. But many people feel that UEFA could have foreseen the trouble in Marseille. After all, it was a Saturday evening in a hot climate, in a city where there are racial tensions, and, crucially, of course, where England had had problems in the past in 1998, England fans going on the rampage uh, when they played Tunisia in the World Cup here in France. Equally with, as I said, these matches now in Lille and then Lons on Wednesday and Thursday, respectively. And I think UEFA do have some serious questions to answer, not just about the scheduling, but also about the segregation uh, or, or what there was of it inside the Stade Velodrome, which Greg Dyke has highlighted tonight, along with the stewarding, which the UEFA have admitted this week simply wasn't strong enough. I think there are also doubts over the policing here, uh, the use of tear gas, which many people have said was was simply too indiscriminate. Whether the French authorities are simply being overstretched right now, given the terrorism threat, is, I think, a, a very relevant point as well. Uh, and tomorrow, we should note as well, we will find out what Russia's punishment is uh, for the behaviour of their fans on the final whistle when... As you know, hundreds of them rushed towards England supporters, broke through what was left of that uh, segregation uh, divide on the south stand in the Stad Velodrome, causing mass panic. And, uh, and uh, you know, as we know, you know it, was, it was very fortunate that there weren't more serious injuries of England fans inside the stadium because that section of fans did include families. So I suspect there'll be a, a, a hefty financial fine for Russia. Uh, will that act as a deterrent for more trouble this week? Absolutely not. Will an alcohol ban... Uh, which the authorities have uh, enforced around the venues this week, uh, rule out trouble? Absolutely not. Uh, Will the fact that uh, the UK government are going to send in reinforcements, extra police officers, uh, help? Perhaps. But I think, clearly, UEFA, despite these measures, have a problem on their hands, and the scheduling, it is set in stone. It's too late to change it. And they've now got to hope that these appeals, by the likes of Wayne Rooney and Roy Hodgson, uh, do the trick. But will that stop Russian hooligans? It's very doubtful. So uh, we'll have to see what happens, but... It's high stakes here, and I think, as David Davies told us earlier on today, this is as close as England have been ever, I think, it's fair to say, to being kicked out of a major international tournament. Who has the ultimate duty of
1: care here, Dan? Is it the French authorities? Is it UEFA? Is it a combination of those plus others? Because, as you said, there is a flashpoint being forecast by not least of all FA chairman Greg Dyke. Here. Something has to be done. Who will make that decision?
6: Well it's a combination of the above. When it comes to uh, outside the stadia it's the responsibility officially and legally of the French authorities, the government, the police forces, the local authorities of those cities. However when it comes to inside the stadia that's the um, responsibility of UEFA and this is interesting because if a team was to be kicked out of this competition such as England or Russia Uh, or if there were serious injuries or worse, caused by disorder, and we know that there are severe injuries that have been caused by what happened in Marseille, legally, uh, who's responsible for safety, either outside or inside the stadium, it could become quite interesting. Um, So that's the divide, effectively. UEFA told me that this week, that they're responsible for what happens inside a stadium, uh, the local authorities for what happens on the streets and in the transport hubs outside of it. But what is interesting, I think, is that... Whereas in 2000, when England last came close to being kicked out of a major tournament, they were warned over the uh, the fact that their fans went on the rampage in Charleroi back in Euro 2000 by UEFA. They escaped in the end with that that threat because they got knocked out anyway, so it became a moot point. Um, what happened? What UEFA were looking at them, I think, was disorder inside grounds. The fact that they've now threatened England with expulsion here suggests they're taking more of an interest into what happens outside grounds too. Because I think there is a, an assumption and a, an acceptance that England were not responsible, English fans weren't responsible for what happened inside the Stade Velodrome, partly responsible for what happened outside it, although I think it's fair to say that the Russians uh, were most at blame. But clearly, UEFA one to make a point. And perhaps that's because they are under pressure to show that they are not going to add to the French authorities' Concerns. The French have already got enough on their plate when it comes to the terrorist threats, seven months on from the Paris attacks, we know that. So I think UEFA are at pains to show that they are going to try and crack down on this. But whether or not that threat is sufficient to prevent a repeat of Marseille remains to be seen.
1: And finally, Dan, mood-wise, from where you are on the ground, do you get a sense that fear and trepidation has overtaken what should be a festival of football?
6: Well, I don't think it's quite at that stage yet. I mean, this is only this is only affecting, uh, you know, two teams right now. I don't think it's spread beyond that. There was there was, a, there was some disorder in Lille involving German fans uh, yesterday, but it, it was it was uh, dealt with very quickly. No, I, I think it's relatively contained. Uh, but having said that, there's no doubt that with the tournament just a few days old. Uh, this is the last thing that the the Euro organisers, both at UEFA and, indeed, here in France, needed. It's meant to be a festival of football. It's meant to be uh, you know, a, a sports event, a savour that's going to help lift the, the national mood here in France after a, a blighted build-up involving terrorism and strikes and flooding. Uh, and the last thing the authorities need is, is the sort of scenes that we witnessed in Marseille at the weekend. And just to remind you, six British fans were jailed today, Um, in Marseille as a result of what happened. Around 20 arrests have been made so far. Uh, And and sadly, it it shamed the game and and reminded everybody of of what we thought had been eradicated. Um, Hooliganism, which of course was such a problem for English football 16, 20 years ago. And this this has undone, sadly, some of the good work that's been done since then.
1: Thank you, Dan. That's the BBC Sports editor, Dan Rowan, on the story breaking this evening that Greg Dyke, the FA chairman, has written to UEFA to express the FA's serious concerns over security in Lille, ahead of England's next game against Wales. That is Thursday afternoon. England fans have been directed to fan parks in Lille, ahead of that game, which is in nearby Lons, and Lille is where Russia play their next game. My thanks also to Chris Phillips, former head of the National Counterterrorism Security Office, who has advised the government